So Media Matters for America is a company whose branded X, formerly known as Twitter, to house white supremacists slash nationalists and racists. Since then... Those are Elon's favorite people. Since then, many companies that Twitter relies on for money, including Warner Brothers, Apple, Disney, basically any company with slave labor, uh, Panderverse Pedos, have decided to pull their advertising. Elon Musk has now filed a lawsuit against Media Matters, which he chimed in would be the first of many for anyone who slanders the corporation in articles and social media posts. Media Matters propagated imagery of white nationalists side by side with Twitter to make matters worse in an attempt to collapse the platform. Well, we'll see which platform crumbles. It's pretty funny when people are talking about X and or Twitter, the way they are saying it's it's a... A harbor place for 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 Nazis, basically. This is basically what they're saying, in, in essence. Um, and it's run by the guy who has contributed more to the electric vehicle push than anyone else. Yeah. He has saved it, it. Like statistically, in the real world, like in the real world, that's outside of our little borders and countries and psych- psychosis of human beings. He's done nothing. Yeah. But to us, if you look at the numbers, he has saved more carbon than any human being on the planet of the Earth. Yeah. No human being. All nine billion of us, nobody has saved more emissions than him. Yeah. But he's an evil, psychopathic Nazi, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. See, even the, the what, what, what do liberals want? What do leftists want? Save the environment. Save the environment. And, the funny, must, and the funny thing he's is... He's saving it more than all of them. And and, the, but he's a Nazi. And the funniest thing about this all is, he's from Africa. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. you, so you hate an African American. Right? <laughs> right? Talking about racist bigotry, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, it's so true. So while this is going on. But talk to me, what did Elon say? He had a very specific thought process. He said he will not be blackmailed into a corner by his advertisers. And, and he was, although he's talking about a large number of them, he attacked one in particular. Oh, yeah, Bob Iger. So Bob Iger, who, if you watch the Panderverse episode of, of South Park, while Kathleen Kennedy is destroying everything by making it gay and lame, okay, Bob Iger's the one going, no, my stocks, no, my stocks, no. That's, <laughs> that's who Bob, Bob Iger is just the generic white guy that sits atop the fucking pyramid and counts the money. Yeah. And he pulled his advertising, and he was on, I can't remember the name of the show, it's, it's, it's some show with a blue background screen and the guy yeah the, yeah there was a very famous show and so there's a picture or, or a video of bob Iger on that throne and them saying why'd you pull your your advertising and him saying elon musk basically he said every company that elon musk owns is associated with him there is no way for tesla or x or SpaceX, or any of these things to be associated with him and not be publicly known that he is their leader like right, who's the who owns GM right now? Who's the CEO? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know who's the CEO of Warner Brothers right now? Who's number one, top guy? You don't know, right? It's not, it's not common knowledge. Who's the CEO of Disney? Bob <laughs> Iger. Exactly. We know. We know, right? It's just one of those things. Who's the CEO of Tesla? Elon Musk. We just know it's part of it. So it's kind of like personality versus personality. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. who they are. They are they they are what they say. Yeah. So Bob says his views don't align with ours. That's his basic, basic, basic bitch fucking explanation for saying why they pulled a trillion dollars for the T, motherfucker. A T, not a B. We talk about Bs all the time. We're talking about the Ts now. We're talking about next level money. Trillion dollars in advertising money comes out. His views don't align with ours. 
that's a full admittance right there in 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 communist propaganda. Yeah. That, that's an admittance. His views don't align with cut, cut. Show's over. His views don't align, and you won't get involved with him money wise. That's communism. Yep. I'm not sure if you've read about the Cold War. Not sure if you've read Art of War. Not not sure if you open a goddamn history book. But that's communism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and everyone's okay with that. The show went on. They asked him another question. Elon gets on. Elon knows. Elon knows. Elon knows what communism is. Elon has read the Art of War. Elon knows. As much as I do not like his electrical bullshit, I don't give a fuck about it. I hope Tesla goes out of business tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I do. He gets on the show and he's like, "What you want a black? You want me to to to, to monitor what's said on Twitter so that you can advertise for Disney?" Fuck you. Yeah. He says it like that. You'd swear you were watching an episode of The Shot Pot. <laughs> you would, would you not? Oh yeah. When yeah. you saw him say that, and then it's quiet. You can hear a pin drop, and he reiterates it. He doesn't back up. He goes, "No, Bob. Hi, Bob." Fuck you. He literally says, hi, Bob. I think Bob was in the back. Yeah. I think he was still there from the fucking previous interview. I think he was still on site. Or at least he was in his he was in his fucking Lincoln, his Lincoln limo being escorted to the next next meeting. Yeah. And he's got him and he's fuck you, Bob. No, fuck you. Fuck you and everything you stand for, you piece of shit. That's what it said. Because I mean he didn't say that. But by saying fuck you in a public like on that level, oh, yeah. that'd be like Donald Trump saying, you know, I think we should pick Joe Biden and fuck him in his little eye sockets. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. I was like, bro, I want more power. He should grab Joe Biden by his pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best. That was the best. I was like, can we get some laugh track? There we go. Everybody get in on this one. No, that was amazing. No, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Like when and this is where I why I'm getting I'm, I'm getting excited about it, but it's actually kind of sad and disgusting that as a humanity, the people that we respect the most, the people who are on top of the business hierarchy are using the common folk language. Yeah. I know it's it's weird for me as a guy who's like, yeah, I really wish someone would tell him to fuck off. And then I get it. I get what I want, and I'm still complaining. Yeah. I understand that's what I am right now, but I just need the world, you guys, to understand that it says a lot about where we are as humanity when like, when you're at the bar and, and a guy's like, hey, fuck you, and you're like, no, fuck you. And he's like, no, fuck you. No, buddy, fuck you, right? That's a common yeah. That's a common exchange at the bar. Maybe he looked at your girl. Maybe he owes you money, you know? But fuck you. No, fuck you, right? And we're the, the richest men on planet Earth are doing the same thing. <laughs> they're, they're stone cold sober on TV shows with a billion viewers going, fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. Yeah. It's the same thing as the drunk guys <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. That's where that's where we are as a humanity. That's where we are as society. Yeah, I'm so disappointed in us. I I wanted as a young boy who dreamt of flying cars, and 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 expected by 2050 that we wouldn't be starving. We would be on Mars with developed societies. So, that in, this is where we are. So in regards to Disney, uh, I do want to touch on a couple things here. One thing Bob Iger said uh, needs to happen with Marvel, and the reason why Marvel is flopping right now, all the Marvel properties, is he's saying there's not enough executives on site during the filming. It's like, how dumb are you? Like, we know you're dumb. 
You're, but that's the problem. You're not like Trudeau dumb. It's but, not the, but, but you're not, not far. The agenda, the bad scripts, the poor CGI. No, none of those are problems, right? Yeah, it's no? just more executives, yep. right? It's not the fact that everybody's gay and lame and girl <laughs> and and a woman, a gay lame woman. Not that's not a problem. All the gay lame women cannot contribute to the fact. That, hey, you know an interesting thing about 2008's Iron Man or Thor or Captain America or the Avengers first movie. How many other ones made money? Help me out. Ace Voltron made money. Yeah, you notice how nobody was gay or lame in those. Yeah, there were lots of girls, lots of girls, girls everywhere. Fucking Natalie Portman or not Natalie Portman. Um, well, Natasha yeah, Romanoff. Thor too. Portman was in it, but Nat- Natasha Romanoff was was killing it. Yeah. You know why everybody loved her? Because she wasn't gay and lame, right? Yeah. Everybody who's in the show's got to be gay and lame, and they wonder why no one wants to go see it. Maybe it's because <laughs> the gay lame people who are out there. There's not enough of them to go see it. But there's lots of regular-ass women that love dicks. They would love to watch Scarlett Johansson be hot, look good, and and whoop ass. Yeah. Lots of women that want to see that. About half as many as there are men. Yeah. Right? It's kind of funny. No problem exploiting Scarlett Johansson's sexuality as Black Widow to make trillions of dollars. But as soon as the woke agenda hits and they drop her because she got mad about her movie and all that stuff, and then you start working on Miss Marvel. And you start working on uh, what's Captain the, Marvel. Captain Marvel, that Brie Larson's horse shit. And you start doing that, and the money just starts disappearing. It's like, hmm, maybe making hot, sexy women beat people up so that the women who see them feel empowered and the men who see them want to fuck them was a good idea. Yeah. You know? It's almost like there's no harm in it. It's almost like me going, man, I'd bang Charles Johansson. It's never going to happen. Well, but I certainly thought about it. And every woman that saw her went, I wish I was as badass as Scar Joe. I'm going to go get some red hair dye. Well, there's nothing wrong so with that, man. It's not that anything was wrong with that. Uh, I loved it. I loved uh, her as Black Widow. But we, we did talk about the interviewers. We talked about the press. Yes, like, we did. Like they, they so made why can't we have wrong. a movie that's that empowering and amazing without all that horse shit, that side shit? Yeah, like I, I don't get why would you shit on um, the the way the movie's written and the characters are written rather than the specific people that are doing this. Again, Agreed. calling out the bad apples. The, when you have a uh, like a, a journalist who's all like, "What were you wearing under the leotards?" Shut the get fuck up! Get him the up. fuck out of here! Get Just, him the fuck out yeah. of here right now! Yeah. And there's the, and I think women and celebrities need to be like more apt to that. Like, get the fuck out of here! Like Elon did. Hey, hey, Bob. Fuck you. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. If Scarlett had said, hey, fuck you, don't talk to me about my underwear, what fucking business is it of yours? Yeah, exactly. Everyone would have branded her as hard to work with, but you and I would know that that's a real bitch. Yeah. And women like Tamara would respect her for standing up for herself and having self-respect. Yeah. So girls, that's what we need to see. And then, but you know what happens? Hang on, though. I'm not done yet. (laughs) What happens when a girl does that and says, no, fuck you. I am not, don't talk about my underwear like that. Don't talk, don't, don't demean me like that. I'm a fucking person. They become Gina Carano. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Or the what's the the UFC girl that was like, I feel like I'm Ronda Rousey. Ro- they become Rondas. They get eaten alive in the press for standing up for themselves and saying, "No, these titties don't run. These yeah. titties don't run." And I respect a girl like that. Yeah. And I'm, but but that's the problem. So many circumstances when those women were hung out to dry. That's what's that's what Hollywood does. It'll if 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 you actually become that 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 pinnacle of a woman to say no. I, I, it's not about the patriarchy. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's just about people talking to me in a certain way. Don't do it. They get shit on. But then 
what's happening now is okay, where yeah. everyone's gay and lame. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> I don't know when the multiverse split off, but boy, I want to go back. Boy, I want to go back. It was all about that. The multiverse is lazy writing, Alex. It's the CERN accelerator. You got it. You called it last two weeks ago. It's the, we need to go back to when they first started. I need to go back to like 88. Like I was like, well, and we need to, that's when we need to make the changes. We got, yeah. So they're like, hey, we're going to build a particle accelerator. Like, no, you're not. Let me tell you about a future. Where everything's gay and lame. <laughs> so, so you've been you've you've watched Young Sheldon. Did you watch all of it on Netflix? I haven't Netflix? finished the new season. Okay, so on so in Young Sheldon, when uh, Doctor Sturgis goes to leave to work on the CERN accelerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, wait, is that an actual thing? So I googled the the accelerator 90s. in Texas. Ninety. And and it was, but it lost funding. And so I was like, oh, so no wonder he lost his job. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember, we were on the show yeah, yeah. talking about that. I said they've been doing it for a, people are like, oh, well, but the Cernic Accelerator opened in 2011. It's like, shut the fuck up. They've had a hundred of these yeah. in other countries, and you don't know about it because you're dumb. Don't, don't, <laughs> you don't know about it because you're dumb. So don't sit here and be like, well, the Mandela. Shopot's not calling everybody dumb, just what? specific individuals. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not on that list. Let's be real. Like, if you can, oh, yeah, if you sure. can put up with our shit. And go and listen through it. You're someone special, not are, not dumb special. You are far from dumb. There is no nobody who's listening to this podcast 101 episodes in and can and is getting this <laughs> an hour and 52 minutes into the episode is dumb. There's no way you're dumb. Yeah. Because if you were dumb, you would have already shut this off a long time ago. Yeah. Out of frustration for not being able to keep up, not understanding, or not agreeing. One of the three. Exactly. So I love you and I praise you and thank you for coming along for the ride with us. We hope to take you into the future with us. <laughs> Maybe into the past if we could fold time and get before the Cernix. So uh, at uh, the two hour mark, we'll hit up uh, 2001. Yep. But in the meantime, uh, I got a little bit of a rant here. So we have to break down what the LGBTQ2 plus AS community is. Not You're talking about the gay BCs? Yeah. <laughs> so I know I didn't get all the groups there, but it's not, uh, it's not a community. They're categorized as a it community. used to be. Literally every single person who feels cast out of society is grouped with this community. But it's not a community. There's a path for the government to look good while being inclusive by including those who feel cast aside. But it is such a toxic community that it actually hurts those who feel different. There are trans people out there who feel that the trans community is more harmful than good. That's very true. They would rather attack anybody who's not them or down with them than their own lives. That trans person Dave Chappelle mentions in his net Netflix special was a what an amazing story that was. Was a real person who enjoyed Dave's comedy, was blasted by the community, then killed herself. Yeah. There are thousands of gay people who don't go to pride parades because of the sexual nature of it. When you have grown men walking naked down the street while children are present, I don't care if it's a parade, arrest them. Exposing yourself to children is illegal. When people who feel like outcasts... <laughs> Not often that Mark says something that's on the controversial level of something I would say. Yeah. But saying, if you see guys in a gay pride parade dancing around scantily clad in front of children, arrest them. That's on my level, and I fucking praise you for it. Because I'm with it, man. Yeah. What the hell? When people who felt like outcasts just wanted to be included, it didn't mean let's put us before everyone else, like the students escorted off school property for putting up straight pride pictures. That was in Alberta, I believe? Uh, BC. BC. 
How is any of what I'm saying equality? How do any of those bad things mean let's all be treated equal? There's too many people on this it's my time to shine bullshit that don't care about equality and the fair treatment of all human beings. And a lot, and I gotta remind a lot of these people that believe it's your time to shine, just ask Dylan Mulvaney about how shiny it is. How, <laughs> how shiny is your time? Because it doesn't take long for that shiny time to get dirty real yeah, fast. Yeah, and people trying to get back to that equality level are being blasted by the media and labeled as bigots. How? How does that make sense to anyone? It's like the government panders to a group and that groups want more and more and more. It's like the youngest sibling who gets all the attention. Sounds then, like my first marriage. Then when mom snaps out of it and gets back to treating all her kids fairly, the youngest, <laughs> you like sibling, that, eh? <laughs> the youngest sibling does something crazy to pull the mom back in. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And it, and it is literally, like I made a little joke there, but it's very similar to a family um, like a small nuclear family where there's that one brother who I think we can all we can all fucking relate to who's just like a severe drug addict and keeps <laughs> fucking his life up and moving from place to place and got baby mamas for days but the parents keep giving him money they keep helping him out they keep saying it's not his fault he's 42 he still hasn't had a job yep. but they still got him you know what i mean and there's a point where you got to let that you got to you know you got you got to let that guy you gotta let that guy suffer. You gotta cut that cord. You gotta cut that. Say it loud. Say it with you. Gotta cut, cut that, that cord. Snip, snip, motherfucker. Cut that cord. Snip, snip son. <laughs> right? Praise, pra praise the Lord. <laughs> cut the cord. <laughs> oh my goodness. Got gospel here on the shop pod. <laughs> you know, in Winnipeg, there's a there's a college slash university where somebody put up pictures that said the words, "It's okay to be white, not white pride, not white power, just that it was okay." To be white. Staff. Take it down. Staff. Take as, it down. As well as CBC News blasted it as hate speech. And a full investigation is underway. I hope. I hope to God. It was a black kid who put it, it up. It was a person of color who posted it. It was a black. Guarantee it was. I almost guarantee it was, man. Because I'll be real. My black friends make me feel okay about being white. They're the only <laughs> ones that do. Could you imagine the outcome of that investigation? You're a race. race. Oh, well, uh, this is odd. Yeah. You want to be white? <laughs> <laughs> Right? Uh, it's a guy named Muhammad who put these up. Yeah. Well, whoopsie daisy. I guess he's got a white girlfriend and he just didn't want her to feel guilty. That's what it comes... Honestly, yeah. you know, I'm going to be real with you. Interracial relationships are the only thing saving society right now. <laughs> because they take a white person or a black person and give them empathy for this other side that's guilt tripped to death. And it used to be so that if you were like a white guy dating a black guy or like a white person dating a native person, that, the you know, as the white person you were... I'm not going to say had the upper hand, but like you were the, you were just looked at like you were doing them a favor. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, in, a, in, a, in a disgusting way, that's how it was looked at. Now, if you're black and you're dating a white person, they'd be like, yeah, you're doing that white guy a favor because everyone hates him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like Bill Burr dating with his, with his black wife. She's doing him the biggest favor. He's as famous as he is because of her because he couldn't say half the shit he said if she wasn't there. That's a fact. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Good <laughs> on you, Bill. By the way, uh, the new show, Leo, it's on Netflix. It's a cartoon with Bill Burr and Adam Sandler. Go watch it. It's amazing. It's fucking awesome. It's really fun. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Bill Burr plays a turtle. And fucking Buddy plays the, 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 the pet for the, for the class. It's a great movie. Watch it. Watch it with the kids. It's funny stuff. <laughs> so. Oh, Jesus. Limp Bizkit's the greatest band in the world right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go see Limp Bizkit and Corn on the Family Values. Let's go right now. Let's go right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. 
That was the best show I ever seen in my life. <laughs> what, what year is it? Somebody grab a newspaper. Uh, it is. Notice I said newspaper. December, the eleventh, two thousand one. This is crazy. Oh. What a crazy Mark. What are your favorite? <laughs> what are your favorite video games you played this year? <laughs> or if that's what you want to start talking about. <laughs> What are you feeling? Video. We usually. So what we. This is the part of the show where we go back in time. It's episode one hundred and one. For all of our nineties episodes, we went and we did the episode ninety. Episode ninety one, nineteen ninety one. Episode ninety six, nineteen ninety six. The year two thousand was our one hundredth episode. Yeah. So it's our one hundred and one episode. So we're going to talk about the two thousand and one. So where were you in two thousand one? Let's talk about how old we we are. I was fourteen. So I always got to do the math. So if we're going by December. I would be 19. You were 19. So we always go by December. Let's go by our current date in that year. Yeah. That's how we should play this, okay. right? So it's December. What is it? Is it actually the... It's the 10th. The 10th? Yeah. So it's December the 10th, 2001 right now in our heads. Yep. I'm 14, which means we moved... No. Oh, this was a bad year. Oh. This was a bad year. Yeah. This was the year that my mom... I'll never forget this as long as I live. Um, I was a South Oshawa kid. South Oshawa my whole life. GL Roberts... Grew up on those streets, you know. I Cordova Park watching kid get stabbed, uh, going to Glen Street School, buying drugs for my buddies because I wasn't a big drug kid. I did, never did a lot of drugs when I was younger. I love drugs now, but I did not like them when I was a kid. Because um, my parents wouldn't care. If I came home all fucked up on ecstasy or something, my parents would have been like, yeah, whatever, go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, go to bed, sleep it off. We'll talk in the morning. This was the year that, like, I, I grew up in, in Oshawa and, and I loved it and I was very attached to it, you know, and, I, and it was... Uh, it molds you. It molds you, you know? And my mom, I'll never forget this as long as I live. This was the year my mom came home and I was in the bathroom washing my hands or whatever with a small little bungalow. And she's like, we're moving to Whitby. And I was just like, what? <laughs> that we're moving to Whitby. I'm like, all right, when? Next month. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm supposed to start grade 11. And she's like, yeah, you'll be starting grade 11 in Whitby. <laughs> this is a kid who fights every day. This is a kid who tells his teachers to suck a dick, fuck right off, like on the regular. Like I was not a good student. But I, my good teachers, my music teacher, best friends, best friends, best friends. My French teacher got told to suck my dick all the time. <laughs> you know? Like, I fought the grade 12s. I was a great, I was a small, handsome-looking grade 10, and I get into fist fights with kids twice, three times my size. And you want to pick me up and drop me in Whitby. At not only moving to Whitby, but you're going to put me in Sinclair Secondary. You're going to put me in the same school that's in the board office, that's part of the board office, that has this like behavioral adherence that they keep with so that the board office, you know, the board office looks at Sinclair and thinks that that's what every school in Durham is like. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like that's when they're like coming up with disciplinary rules and, and all these regulations, they're like, well, let's look at Sinclair. Well, that seems to be going well. You know what I mean? They, they don't know what it's like in the South End. Then you get me come up from the South End. It was, un, it, was, it was not cool. It was not cool. So it was a very stressful year for me. There was a big change coming in my life. Yeah. And now as a child, I didn't understand it. But my parents had bought the house that they lived in, the little bungalow in the South End, for $68,000 in the 90s. Let's just take that in for a minute. Yeah. And they were selling it for one twenty-five. Mm-hmm. One twenty-five. Quiet on the set. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> One hundred twenty-five thousand. Like that's fucking insane to think that. And at that time, they were like, "We just made forty grand." What? <laughs> right? Yeah. Fucking nuts. Spent it all in like a week. 
Yeah. They, they, they got 40 grand, split it 20 each, paid off some debt. He got a motorcycle, and she did, I don't know, she bought, helped me buy a car and spent the rest on drugs and some rent from the new place. Because our new place was, I'll never forget this as long as I live. We went from having a $1,545 a month mortgage to having $1,600 a month in rent yeah. in Whitby. That's that was my world, and I knew these numbers. I'm I'm in my 30s, and I know these numbers. I can rhyme them off like nothing because that's how ingrained in my head they were. I was working delivering newspapers and contributing some of my my newspaper money so that we could make our rent each month. And, and this was also the part where I was 14, my sister was four, and my mom was like, "Here you go." <laughs> I I my mom was working. At Midas, from nine eight in the morning until six at night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays eight to four. That's a full time job, mm-hmm. and that's a fifty hour a week full time job, not a not a bitch job. That's a real full time job, like you make, like you do. Now, then Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, she worked at the Corral, which was a country bar in South Oshawa, from ten p.m. till two, making two three hundred dollars a night in tips. So that's seven hundred dollars a week. $800 a week in extra cash, tax-free. Nobody's asking questions. Yeah. Okay? That's Tuesdays. So that means on Tuesday, she's up, goes into work for 8 a.m. at the shop, leaves at 6, home for 7, 8, right? Make dinner, leaves at 9 to work from 10 to 2. So that she can get home at 3.30, go to bed, wake up, and go back to Midas Wednesday morning. Yeah. At 8. And that's just Tuesday. We're not even at Friday, Saturday yet. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Busy bitch. And that's two out of three jobs. The third job was her and my stepdad, who were separated, ran a company called GTA Tickets, where back in these days, she would go online when, you know, Muse was going on sale or Kiss or Kid Rock or whatever was cool at the time, and she would buy tickets and scalp them. She would then go on and sell them on StubHub or Kijiji or Ticketmaster.ca had a, a resale yeah. section. They were doing that. So she would be driving to Scarborough and Newmarket and Barrie and wherever to drop tickets during those few hours that she wasn't at the shop or at home. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I would never do that for my kids. That's why I didn't have them. (laughs) I'll tell you right fucking now. Huge part of why I didn't have kids is because I knew I was as weak as my father and I'd probably leave them the same way and I wasn't as strong as my mom to hold it together so that they could have the stability I had. So that was my 14. I became a dad. I became a dad at 14 years old. It was like, here you go. And I loved it. Me and my sister, I told you on the way here, me and my sister had one of the most intense emotional moments I've ever had in my entire life this this past week. We were at uh, emo night down at the Biltmore, and we found each other on the dance floor, and I didn't even know she was going to be there, and she didn't know I was going to be there, and it was her birthday. And we just hugged and cried so fucking hard, so fucking hard. It was, it, I can't describe it. I cannot describe it to people over the air of how intense that was. Yeah. And that's, but that came from that. It came from what was, what was, what year was this? We're talking about uh, 2001. So, um, 22 years ago. Yeah. You know? So it, it started what, 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 it, that's what got me here. It's like where we were, where we are. It's like that, where, how, how it was. It's her and I, me walking her to school, you know, and that, how it's going. Her and I hugging at the Biltmore, like, oh my God, I found you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an intense year for me. I became a man. I became an adult. There was no more childhood for me. I mean, I already didn't have much of one with dad fucking off and the stepdad and the newspaper route and all that stuff, but we still lived in Oshawa in our little bungalow. It all fell apart. It was over now. Now it was, I'm going to Whitby. He's go, he moved to Waverly Street 
to a small basement apartment where uh. we would go and spend the every other weekend. I had a second dad that became every other weekend dad. It was my <laughs> number two. Yeah. So for me, very intense, very stressful. Made me made me who I am today. This was the beginning of when we talk about where we were of it getting real for me. Yeah. So yeah, hard for me, but 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 it made me who I am today. And right. It's part of the reason I think I'll be a good dad. It's part of the reason I think I'll be a good dad because those circumstances sucked, and I managed to raise that kid. All right. For me, in the summer, I uh, I moved out. Uh, I started living. No way. You're 19. Uh, I was 18. So it was I was 18 when I moved out. Turned 19 that year. Uh, in September. In May. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> so in May, I turned 19. But yeah, I moved out. It was probably March-ish. Okay. Where'd you move? Tell me about your first place. Where was it? In Oshawa? Tell me everything about it right now. It was by Ritson and Eulalie. Oh, I know it. I know this area. Was it a house? It was a house on Verdun. Okay, I know Verdun. I know Verdun. Okay. What was your address? Um, Come on. I, I, I want to so say... So happens when you get faulty. I want... It might have been 110 Verdun. Either way. Okay, so we're... So either I, way, there, there was a house that was like right in front of a like a mechanic shop. Oh, I know. And the mechanic actually owned the shop or owned the house. And uh, and he rented it out to my stepsister's boyfriend who needed a roommate. And so I was told, hey, Mark, do you want to go live out on your own? I was like, do I? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> so I moved out and uh, and I loved it. It was great. The only thing I didn't Could jerk like, off whenever I wanted. The only thing I didn't like, though, was uh, was my stepsister and her boyfriend. They were dating for a long time, but. Around this time, it got to a point where they argued and they split. And so they both used me as a spy. Like, he doesn't have any girls over, does he? Hey, Mark. Does he? Hey, Mark. Is she hanging out with anybody? And she's like, hey, Mark. Is he banging any bitches? Yeah. That Mark, happened a lot. Mark's just in the middle. Like, ah, ah, Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he doesn't know where so, so at this time, um, her boyfriend was a tile worker. if you piss him off, you got no roommate. Yeah. <laughs> So at this time, her boyfriend was a tile worker, and he took me on as uh, as his assistant. So I was installing ceramic tiles. Nice. That's actually, I mean, it's shitty work as an adult, but at that age, it's good money, and it's not fucking hard. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. Were you good at it? Uh, it yeah. takes a it takes a to keep it even. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's these yeah. guys where you, you ever get into someone's stay at someone's house and you get in the shower and you're like, look at this tile job. <laughs> you ever, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to be the guy who did that, right? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you did that everywhere. I feel you like walk that, into a restaurant like Pizza Pizza and be like, oh, these... Look the at these fucking the, the tiles. They're all jagging yeah. shit. It looks like a looks like some abstract art. You're like, motherfucker, <laughs> you were supposed to put these on straight. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, it. I mean, that, that was all right. Um, this was also... I love that. By the way, I hate to say this, but I just love that at this point in our timeline, we are like men now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I was given my sister. You are now a tile installer. Like we are men now. We are <laughs> fucking men. Have you got pussy at this point? What are you like? Eighteen, nineteen? You lost your virginity yeah. young. Yeah. What time did you, you lose your virginity? Like sixteen? Uh, seventeen. It was to her. Seventeen as well. Talks about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I just was curious about. Okay, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Okay. I had a couple. <laughs> I'm 14. I had a couple girls grab me by the hair and sit on my face, and I'll tell you, I loved. <laughs> I was working my way up to the big yeah. event. So I mean, Tile installer Mark living in the southeast end. Yeah, yeah. The, the the first the first of the three kids to move out. My brother had moved out, and he's two years older. Than so that you guys did it in order. So your brother moved out. No, I'm then, saying he didn't. Oh, he did. I was the first up two. top. No, up top. Right now, 
boom, boom. I'm sorry. If you're the middle child and you're like, fuck y'all, I got to, honest to God, I got to give you credit you don't even deserve. That's amazing. That's amazing. So he's like, how much of a bitch must have he felt like? He's like, yo, Mark moved out and I'm still asking mom for bus money. Right? What a bitch. <laughs> Get your shit together, older bar- older brother Mark. Jesus. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, so yeah, as you said, it was, it was the start of being a man. Yeah. Uh, living on my own, lots of uh, curveballs had to face, and now that I was on my own, I was like, "It's time for me to get a dog." And this dog was my life. Amazing. This is where I had Max, who was a golden lab. It, it, How'd you get him? Uh, I actually went to uh, the pet store that used to be at the mall beside the coffee yep, shop on the yep, lower level. Yep. 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 I bought him from there, but before I bought him, the person didn't want to sell him to me, saying like, "Oh, we're we're supposed to be able to judge characters and and we determine who we can sell to." And I don't think I want to sell to you. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then uh, then you just knocked him out and took the dog. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, actually, I was like, "Mom, you're gonna have to deal with this person." Yeah, uh, mom, <coughs> mom. I know I don't live with you, and because I don't live with you, you don't have to deal with my shit, right? She's like, "Yeah." You're like, "Well." I need you to help me. Exactly, exactly. But is that not great, though? Because I was the same way. Once you move out, you could call your mom and be like, yo, mom, I need you. And she had you because you're now, she's not feeding you. She's not doing your laundry. She's not bitching you because you're banging your girlfriend, keeping her up all night. None of that's happening. None of that's happening. Exactly. So mom will help you out. Yeah. Fuck, that's why you move out when you're 19, kids. Grow up. So, yeah, so she came over. She helped, and I walked away with Max, and Max was one of the greatest things of my life. How long would he live for? He lived for 12, he was born in 2001, and he passed away in 2013. Awesome. So he was the, a big part of your life. That was, that was the life. lifespan of a Golden Lab is the average is 12 years. Good so stuff. Yeah, it was all right. Good stuff. So you, we, we both, it was a big year for us. Yeah. Big year for us. You're going to hear a lot about me and Mark talk about our development as men and how we felt. I, I, I remember my mentality at that age. I was like, when I got my sister... And she was handed to me. And I think you probably had a very similar epiphany. I bet you did. When when you move out on your own, I knew then that I wanted a family. You talk about how your dad, yeah. your dad inspired you to want a family, to be a father. I knew when I got my sister that I wanted this. I wanted this, but I didn't want it to be handed and forced to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I wanted to, I wanna, I wanna find a girl that I can raise a kid with. And I want it to be a positive experience, better than the experience that my parents had raising me. Yep. But I want it, it to have as much love as I love my sister because I loved that little bitch. <laughs> there was no person on planet Earth that was going to get to her. You know what I mean? When I had her, when she was that age, when she was four, five, six years old, like you would, you would have to be a force user to hurt my 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 sister. You know what I mean? In order to get it, because I was there, I was in the way. I was in the way all the time, and I and I wanted that so bad. I wanted to be able to do that for one of my own. And I think you had a similar experience. I bet you yep. moving out. As much as your dad influenced you to want to do it, once you lived on your own, didn't it seem like a possibility then? Oh yeah. You're like, oh, I live on my own now. I get yeah. some of one of these hoes knocked up. I might actually be able to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's not the goal, but it's a thought. Yep. Uh, it's a, but but I would argue. It's a thought for real men only. Bitches. Guys who are out there, all you girls out there are like, I can't find a good man. The man that you can't find, that, that you're saying he's not a good man, I can't find a good man, he wasn't thinking like that. Yeah. He wasn't like me and Mark thinking about those types of things at that age. He was thinking about how many hoes he could bring over. Right? And you found that guy and decided to start a relationship with him, and then you wonder why you're all fucking miserable. Okay? <laughs> Y'all skipped over the Marks and Alexes. You went right fucking past us to go to the Trevors. Okay? Trevor <laughs> fucked your sister, and then you wonder why you're so sad. Okay, yeah. me and Mark sitting over here going, would have given you a family, would have taken care of you, would have been there. 
Yeah. Just saying, this is the beginning of me seeing that pattern yeah. of women being attracted to the ones that weren't going to give them what they wanted. But yeah, I'm still sitting here jerking <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? That was the beginning of it. Let's talk about what was cool at the time. Okay. So while our lives were tumultuous and crazy, what were we listening to? Well, hang on. The events of major events that happened in 2001, That's obviously crazy. the biggest one. Do we want to talk about it? <laughs> so 9-11 happened. For and those that don't know. So uh, at this time, I we was, could do a whole episode about this. At, at this time, I was actually visiting my mom. Uh, Are we going to talk about where we were? Let's talk about where we were. I was just visiting my mom, literally scrolling through the TV. And then so it was September. So you're in school. It's September, right? It's we're, I'm we're, I'm out of school. I was the graduating class. So of you were, this is your first year on your own, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, okay, I got you. So I'm out of school. I'm scrolling through the TV. Come across CNN. And I see smoke coming out of a building. I'm like, what is this? And then you see the second plane come in and uh, and crash into the building. I'm like, Mom, a plane just crashed into a building. It's like a movie. Right? That was that was literally what I yeah. said. <laughs> it's fucked up. I remember that footage. I remember that footage. Um, yeah. Okay. So was it, was it live? Like, I need to tell me about, like, you were. You yeah, were, it was live. Yeah, yeah. You were watching it live. So yeah. you were actually on the news channel when only one plane had hit. Mm-hmm. For real, eh? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll admit I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I am, just because I didn't get that experience. Uh, tell me more about your experience. I'll tell you about mine. That was I it. I mean, like my mom's in the in the. Kitchen. Was your mom weirded out? Was she, did your mom come give you a hug and say, "Holy fuck, the world is changing today"? No, my mom. She didn't even get it. No, yeah, it, it was like she not, didn't even get it. It was like not cluing in. It's she like she didn't what, even get it. I, I can respect that though, and I'll be real. I'm fucking envious of her, because I was a little boy and I still fucking knew. I fucking knew. I was always politically inclined, and I saw this shit, and I thought to myself, this will change the world. This is going to change everything about my life. Everything about how my life could have gone just fucking changed. I knew at 14 that things were about to be different, only because my stepdad. My stepdad was a huge influence on that. Yeah. So for me, I was at Donovan. I was in grade nine. Yeah. I was new. I was fighting everybody. I went to Donovan. Everyone's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from the South End. They're like, oh, you're one of those fucking poor peasants. I got judged because I was a peasant from the South End. All these kids were on coke. <laughs> fucking insane. I had to fight all these kids. Everyone, I mean, when you're on coke, you want to fight. Back then, every kid that was fucking doped up wanted to have a round, right? So, you know, skinny little Alex had to show him how it was done. And then <laughs> this guy named, I'll never forget, Dan Chopik. Dan Chopik, if you ever listen to my show, bro, shout out. Get at me, okay? Get at me. Add me on Facebook. Dan Chobik tried to sell me some drugs, and I said, yo, don't fucking ever do that again, or I will knock you the fuck out. But he had a Limp Biscuit sticker on his thing, and I went, don't ever fucking try to do that again, or I will knock you the fuck out, but I love your sticker. You like the biscuit? You want to hang out? <laughs> and he was like, I fucking love the biscuit, bro. I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. Come on, so you can take that cookie, and we just start bouncing in class. Yeah. Stick it up, yo, yeah. Stick it up, yo, yeah. Right? We became best friends in that moment. And Dan and I were tight, and because Dan was a gangster that sold drugs, all the kids that fucked with me, he'd be like, no, Alex is good shit. Alex yeah. is good shit. Leave him alone. You know what I mean? And, and and Dan was my boy. Dan and I, he kept me away from all those bad kids because he was like, so, that guy's cool. So funny thing mentioned that uh, that I was hanging out with the the punks underneath like the Midtown yeah. Bridge and shit. And uh, and at this time, I went out and I bought a Limp Biscuit shirt. And it's just a it's just a woman in a bikini chilling in a lawn chair. Boy! <laughs> with with a with a with a beer in one hand, yeah. I know the, the shirt, bro. I know the shirt. Nineteen ninety nine. That shirt came out, so you <laughs> yeah. got a reissue. Yeah, but I know it. And uh, and the punks were all like, 
I like the shirt. I like the band. I like the biscuit. I like the, I like the biscuit. Yeah. Give me some of that. Yo, Wes is so cool with the makeup. Everybody, if you didn't like Fred, if you're like, yo, Fred's fag. I don't like him. He's too cool. You'd be like, yo, what about Wes? He'd be like, oh, I like Wes. <laughs> right? And if everybody was like, yo, Wes is a weirdo, you'd be like, you like Fred? He'd be like, yo, Fred's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> there was one or the other, right? Yeah. No, but I remember, so I'm in elementary, I'm in, um, I'm in grade nine. I had French third period. So after lunch. Okay. So first period. Is when it happened. That's when the shit happened. Yeah. Didn't know. Second period, I'm in math class, and I can see I had art. I'll, I'll never forget this. I've got very good memory for this stuff. I had art second period. And Miss Day, fuck, how do I remember this shit? Miss Day kept getting up and going to the phone. She got, because this is back in the day, but there was no internet. Like, you guys, anybody who's listening, no internet. Like, I don't know how to describe the world with no internet to you. So if the teacher was in class, like, she was usually, right? Like, the teachers used to sit in the front of the class with a book. They were doing marking. They were organizing a schedule. They were making lesson plans. Teachers didn't just sit and jerk off on TikTok all day. They actually had jobs. <laughs> That's the fucking shirt. That's up the top. shirt. That's some $3 bill, y'all shit. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Second period rolls around and Miss Day's on the phone a lot. A lot. She's on the. the <laughs> would come through and she'd run over. Hey. Okay. Okay. You know, you could tell something was up. There was a vibe. There was a vibe. Yeah. Lunch hits. Lunch hits 11 o'clock in the morning. What'd you do on lunch back in high school? Because I don't know about you, but I went straight to the music room. Straight. <laughs> Out of class, no lunch, straight to the music room. I'll get my fries at 10-2, and I'll eat them in third period. That was always... A, they'd be like, you can't eat in class. They'd be like, well, I was playing Godsmack for lunch, so fuck you. I'm eating these fries now, because I'm going to be Kurt Cobain when I grow up, right? That was my attitude. Yeah. So I fucking go into the music room, and I'm expecting to do what I normally do. And usually I go in, the grade 11s and 12s were there, and they'd be play. You know, Blink-182, Godsmack, Sum 41, Finger 11. Those were our big bands. And I'd get on the... Ki- I, I would wait. I would sit. There'd be a good drummer jamming. And then they'd be like, we want to play Adam's song. Or we want to play Anthem Part 2. Or we want to play First Time. Or Drag You Down by Finger 11. And that's when the kids would go, oh, I don't know that one. I'd be like, I know it! I know it! <laughs> right? And the grade 12s would be like, all right, give the kid a chance. Give the little hippie fucking Hanson kid a chance. None of that. I go in the music room, it's like noon now, 11.30, and it's dead fucking quiet. Dead fucking quiet. And there's a computer in the corner of the music room, in the very back corner, there's like a Windows 98 fucking computer. And one of the grade 12s is on the computer, and he's talking about it. He goes, they fucking blew it, bro! They fucking blew it up! Those packies blew it up! That's what he kept saying, those packies, right? And I'm like, holy Jesus Christ, it's getting (laughs) racist in here. But people don't realize that's what it was like back then. Like, we didn't have this general fucking knowledge of all the brown people that existed over there because there wasn't a lot of them here. So all you heard was, yeah, man, they fucking blew it up. They fucking blew it up. So, of course, me being 14, I'm not thinking a lot of it. It was, I, I did, and then I go to my French period. Third, third, uh, third period was French, and she handed out a handout. It was three pages, and it was the CNN home news page printed out yeah. and clipped together. And it had a very pixelated picture of one of the buildings blowing up. So you got to picture me, young boy, not understanding what's going on. You saw it. I haven't seen it. All I see is this black and white picture with a news article describing a building blowing up. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm like, nah, man, this is. This is some fucking third. This is some World War II shit. This is some fucking London, nineteen forty three shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not about it. Yeah. It took me till I got home. I remember walking in the door, because my mom was a single, wasn't a single mom, but she was home. She wasn't working. I walk in the door from school, from the bus. I got out of Donovan, did my two buses home. And it, there's a buzz. It's, it's, it's hard to describe to people who weren't there. The aura. I'm on the bus, and there's a buzz. Yeah. It's a yeah. buzz. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the street. Waiting for the next bus, and there's a buzz. No internet. No one's going, hey, look at my phone. Hey, look at my phone. Hey, look at my phone. It doesn't happen yet. There's just, yo, did you hear about what's going on in New York? What's going on in New York? Right? You know what I mean? Everywhere. And at me, I'm, I'm, I'm that, you know, emo kid, 14-year-old with his headphones in, listening to fucking Enemo of the State, like, focused. I'm not wearing St. Anger, whatever was cool. It wasn't out yet. Something like that. Yeah. Then I get home, and I walk in the door, and my mom's a very smart woman. I'll give my mom a lot of credit. That is a smart bitch when it comes to politics. And she's bawling. She's fucking upset. Like, I thought my grandpa died. You know what I mean? I come in the side door. There's 12 steps to go up to the top floor. And she just runs down the steps. And I'm like, what's up? What's up? What's up? Who died? Who fucking died? I thought my sister was, like, hurt. Something was bad. Because my sister was, like, four. Yeah. Three at the time. And she just squeezes me. She just fucking takes me in. And she's bawling. And she goes, this is a different day, Alex. And I was like, what, what are you talking about, Mom? Like... Calm down. Who who died? Who hurt themselves? And she looked me right in the fucking face and she said, it, nothing to do with us. This has nothing to do with our family. But I need you to understand that this is everything is different now. This is this reminds me of when I woke up and Kennedy was dead. Yeah. This is the same shit. And I that's what she said. She said, I woke up at six years old and Kennedy was dead and everybody was in it was in turmoil. And I didn't get it then. She says, you're older than that. You're not six. You're a grown man, and I expect you to understand that the world is a different place after today. And she was right, man. She yeah. took me upstairs, and I just, you know, experienced it like everybody else. I watched CNN. I heard all the stuff. The conspiracies came in. The Toronto Sun talked about Osama. They talked about uh, Saddam. They talked about... I experienced everything else the way you did, but it was weird. I, I, was, I felt it all day, but it wasn't until... I'm so happy that I got that from her. Yeah. Before I saw it with my own eyes, she said, I need you to understand today's different. There's something different about today. You're n the world will not be the same. You're, you're, you're a man, and you'll, you can take it however you want, but everything around you is different now. I got to give her props for preparing me for that. Yeah. Mad props. So I'm going to speed through some stuff because, I mean, we got to end off soon enough. We but, will, but, but we'll do an hour and a half for each half, right? Which gives us seven minutes to call it a day. Well, okay. So They hey, love so, it. Uh, there's uh, a lot of stuff that, that happened uh, this year. So uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> okay. So uh, iTunes released by Apple. Very big deal. Big. At the time, it wasn't a big deal, but it got big. It got big because this was also the same year that Apple released the iPod, the first iPod. Who had one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have one until no, about didn't have one. 2006. Yeah. Uh, there was a series of anthrax attacks. That was huge. That, especially after 9-11. After 9-11, if you took a shit and it was loud, people were like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was nuts. So anthrax uh, was nuts. Yeah. And because of 9-11, United States invades Afghanistan. Now, the biggest fuck up that they did was once they invaded Afghanistan, they, they raised a flag. Yeah. You, you don't you don't do that. <laughs> lesson learned. Oh, right. They did that in the Ukraine, too. No lessons learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> California had uh, rolling blackouts. Dale Earnhardt, this is the year he died. That was crazy. Well, I got a, I got a quick joke for you. What's the, what do Pink Floyd and Dale Earnhardt have in common? I don't know. Their biggest hit was The Wall. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! 
I do love racing, and I'm sorry to be disrespectful, but that was a funny joke back then. <laughs> I heard that joke every day in 2001. 2001 becomes known as the summer of shark because there was a number of shark attack fatalities. Right? Nobody watched Jaws anymore. That was the <laughs> first year people stopped watching Jaws. 2002, Jaws was a number Jaws was the number one bestseller. The US pulls out of the 1972 anti-ballistic missile treaty. They're a little busy blowing up Afghanistan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia and all those other places so they were like, yeah, maybe we should back up on those other ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh other than that, I mean now we're good to start the pop culture stuff. Two thousand. To be real with you, nine eleven overshadows everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really, really, really did. So the only things that were unaffected by nine eleven were the music, the movies, and the video games of the time. Now, eventually, they were affected. Dream Theater put out an album with a picture of the twin towers on fire <laughs> in night in two thousand one, and they they recalled that cover. Because it would it would set people off. Yeah. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of you know pictures of buildings blowing up, things that were violent being recalled, brought back, not released because nine eleven was so real. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. But in two thousand one, because it happened in September, it wasn't really a big effect. So talk to me. What do you want to do? Music. Uh, one sec. Microsoft releases Windows XP. That was XP changed the world. We've yeah. talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> right with the with the yeah. grasslands in the background. If your mom walked in the room and she looked at your computer screen and all she saw was the grasslands, you were guaranteed watching gangbang porn before she walked in the room. So just before we, uh, so we'll go through some uh, popular television shows really quick first. Boston Public was huge. This this was the year of the first CSI with Gil Grissom. That was my jam. I was so obsessed. You with are that. a CSI slut. Oh, you I, come off like the type. Yeah, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Classic show. Yeah. So many good shows that started. What else? Yes, Dear was a hilarious. Fantastic. Uh, the Weakest Link was actually a pretty good game show. You are! The Weakest, the weakest Link. link right? We got to start doing that on the show. <laughs> Whenever I do or if I say something wrong or stupid, you got to co- call me on it. Yeah. Uh, Friends was still going. Uh, the Drew Carey Show, Seventh Heaven. Everybody Loves Raymond. We talked about the launch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so that that's just in here. King of the Hill, South Park. We oh, talked about the launch. oh, all killing it. Uh, that seventies show started in I that year. So, so that's an actually really amazing show, and and now we have that nineties show. And let's who who from that show other than Hyde, who's in jail, um, has had an unsuccessful career. None of them. None of them. They're no. all successes. Ashton Kutcher has had a hugely successful career. The fucking play, bitch who played Donna went on to be in Orange is the New Black and become a very cult-following type person. Mila Kunis... Oh, you're right, you're right. So this just continued on. Okay. Mila so. Kunis is a goddamn superstar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's... They've all done well. They've all done well. But I think it had its peak in that year. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let me just confirm here. Okay, so... So it came out in two... Uh, sorry, 1998. So the shows that came out in 2001, we got Scrubs, Smallville, Lizzie McGuire, Six Feet Under. I don't know if you ever saw Six Feet Six Under. Feet, uh, yeah. When I heard of that, I was like, that was the first it, yeah. show that had uh, Michael C. Hall, who ended up becoming Dexter, yeah. in it, and he played a gay guy in that show, and then he ended up becoming Dexter. And I would recommend watching it based on his performance alone. Band of Brothers, great show. Another one. Favorite. Let's be real. I think. Oh, and then Samara's this- Reba. But hang on, work with me for a sec. Feel me for a sec. 
this was the last golden era of television. We have not had a slew of quality like this since then. I think this was it. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever be able to announce. Like, that's a lot of good stuff. This is when television started to give up. They started to give up. It was like, okay, let's put out Lost. <laughs> you know? <laughs> let's put a show out that's so fucking good and then ruin it for two seasons at the end. You know what I mean? They, they really just gave up at that point. This was the beginning of the end for television in IMO. It really was because these shows are all great and they all, yeah, this is, this was it. This is when they were like, no, no, let's push politics and propaganda instead of just quality story writing. Yeah. Right. It was a good place for people who wanted to write movies to start gone. Yeah. So now, uh, getting into music. Oh, hang on. And by destiny's children. Uh, was that I'm a survivor? I'm, I'm not gonna give I don't give a shit. Male, female, gay, straight, black, white, doesn't matter. Everybody has been like into that song. Like that's right. If someone <laughs> if someone leaves you, if somebody tells you you're not good enough, you're like I'm a survivor. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody has 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 hit it. And yeah. I truly believe that was the end of Destiny's Child. That was the, their, their swan song. And for, for teen boys everywhere, um, one of the greatest crossovers to ever happen, Pink, Christina Aguilera. Hang on. Hang on. Say it slower. Hang on. I'm all... <laughs> so it was a, uh, uh, Alicia. Alicia, Christina Aguilera. Maya. <laughs> Maya. Ugh. Lil' Kim. Oh, talk to me, dirty little Kim. <laughs> and what did they do? What did they play? Real Lady Marmalade. Dance around like you like you want to, you little slut. That phrase was popular in school, and I guess because of the play Moulin Rouge, they they combined their talents. The things I want to do to those girls, all four. And Maya, I don't care what anybody says, Maya was the best looking one. She's the only one that didn't have a career after that song. She was the best. <laughs> she was the best looking one. I fucking stand by it. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Sugar Ray. When it's over. When it's over. That's the time I fall in love again, <laughs> bro. I don't give a shit. I saw Mark McGrath at Disney World, and I fell in love with him. Not, <laughs> he had his daughter on his shoulders and his wife on his head. I was like, that's who I want to be. And Alicia Keys debuted this year with Fallen. I keep on falling. <laughs> Ludacris had some of the best. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Ludacris had some of the best music videos with uh, so he had uh, the video for Roll Out. What about this year? It was Move Bitch not a oh he was working on it, right? Yeah. He was working Oh, on it. this was the year of the release of Smooth Criminal by oh, Alien Ant Farm. That's the Alien Ant Farm. What about what about uh, You Steal My Sunshine? Right? Is that <laughs> yeah. not the same year as that shit? Oh no, never mind. That was a few years before. Hang on. <laughs> that came out in two thousand, my bad. Okay. We had uh, Chop Suey by System of a Down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Th this uh, Can we argue this was the year of new metal? Oh, it definitely was. So I just watched, uh, there was like a TikTok snippet of uh, Aaron Lewis talking about his uh, first encounter with uh, Fred Durst. He... They tried to kick them off the bill. 
Tried to kick him off the bill because, because the first demo had a bunch of pictures of crosses with blood all over them and all this. No, no, it was shit. it was uh, it was a Bible that it was that had a knife in it. Yeah, they, it they a stabbed a Bible. There was a Bible with a knife and a cross covered in blood. Their first record was called Tormented. Yeah, and it was like a Satanist cover. And Fred was like, "The fuck is this? Get these guys like literally through the fucking demo at the guy serving booze. Get them off the bill. Get them off the bill. Goes up to fucking Aaron and Mike and goes, what the fuck is this shit? And You're a bunch like, of devil worshippers? And they're like, bro, we're not like that. Just hear us out, hear us out. So he's at the bar going, hey, fuck these guys. Get the, why are they even playing? Blah, 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 blah. That's, <laughs> and they go up on stage and they just... They just start their thing. They just start riffing. They just start going off on probably a song called Mud Shovel, which was their biggest hit at the time. Yeah. Right? It was it was on their first record. Well, it's been a while. Came out this year too. Well, this is before that. This is the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Fred hears them play Mud Shovel and goes, I want to sign you to Flawless Records. Literally. <laughs> he goes from get off the bill, you Satanist cunt, to Sign on the dotted line, I'll make your dreams come true. And he did. (laughs) He signed them, released Mud Shovel on the Dysfunction album in 99. And by this point, in 2001, they had put out It's Been a While, Outside. He had performed Outside with Aaron on the Family Values Tour the year before, which became a video and blew them up. But Stained was about to become the biggest band in the world because of that experience. Another uh, pop diva. Became a pop sensation, Shakira. Whenever, wherever, we're meant to, to be together. I, I believe. I don't know the rest of the words. I'll be honest, man. I'm gonna be. What, what was I? Four, did I say I was 14 at this age? I definitely masturbated at that video. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You can t- start touching your cock at the beginning of that video when she's on the island, and by the end of the video when she grabs her boobs and says, "My breasts are small and humble," you will ejaculate. It's the end of the case. The end of it. So Nickelback, even though they had uh, a little bit of success with "Leader of Men" and a song called "Worthy to Say," which was a big hit single on uh, uh they, was it Much Music West? They blew up to global uh, fame. With how you remind me, how you remind me was massive, 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 massive. But that none of that matters. Nothing we've described as what was the best album of that year. What was the greatest album probably ever made? I don't know. Backstreet Boys. There was a Backstreet Boys record that day. Are we going to jump <laughs> onto the music? Yeah, we've been talking about the music. Alicia Keys. We've been talking about Destiny's Children. You're not going to tell me what the best record that year was, really? I'll tell you if you'd like. You want me to tell you? Take off your pants and jacket! Uh, Come on! Oh, The Rock Show. The Rock Show! First date! Anthem Part 2! Stay together for the kids! <laughs> like, bro, the list goes on and on. You thought Enemo of the State was good? Son, you ain't heard nothing yet! It was about to go the fuck down. Blake 182. Not only did they break onto the scene with Enema of the State, everyone thought, well, what's my age again? All the small things. Like, how do they top that? These guys are one-hit wonder. These guys can't be Green Day. They can't be The Offspring. They can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't. And they fucking proved them all wrong. Because that, re- that second record was better, I would argue, better than Enema of the State. And they had yeah. Stay Together for the Kids. Yeah. It was amazing. Did you ever, I don't know about you, but I'm 14. My sister's mine. My family is falling apart at the fucking seams. That song was big for me. That song was bigger for me than I think I give it credit for. You know, <laughs> I really do. Because I'm I'm literally like this whole stay together for the kids idea, you know, I'm like, well, my parents couldn't do it. You know, in my head, I'm thinking that didn't happen for me. 
So I have to keep my shit together for this kid. Yeah. You know, that record, that helped me a lot get through it. And then there were songs like online songs. You know, Josie, you're my source of most frustration. Yep. Like, there was also a lot of songs on that record that even though I was kind of in the dating scene and just getting into that part of my life, they helped me get through the fact that, like, bitches are going to leave you. Don't take it personally. <laughs> you know? They really helped me with that. Yeah. So this was also the year that J-Lo released My Love Don't Cost a Thing. And funny oh, funny thing is, such a good she says her love don't cost a thing, but currently she holds the infinity gauntlet of engagement rings. I got to say, wasn't she banging Ben Affleck at that point? Because of Gigli? Probably, yeah. I got to give Ben a B Big Ben credit. Big Ben credit right here. Ben Affleck is a god. <laughs> Not only is he fucking Batman, but he started by doing Chasing Amy. With 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 uh with Jason Mewes and and being in like indie films with Kevin Smith and he blew up into the superstar that he was became Batman and he fucked J Lo and Christina Aguilera on the way son give <laughs> let me bow at the shrine of Affleck for yep. Christ's sake uh one hit wonders American Hi Fi released Flavor of the Week <laughs> I still love that song she don't know <laughs> anything. About her, he's too stone. Nintendo. I was always like, fuck that, I'm playing the Genesis while I neglect my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I would always be yelling that. Oh, shit, man. Too good, too good, too good, too good, too good. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some movies. I'm trying to get my phone to do things. You know my phone's fucked up. Yep. You want to do movies? Yes. Really? Yep. I want to go to movies. Well, we've got to. We've got to get through this. So I just I can't get it to the screen to load. <laughs> That's my problem. Yeah. Let's try it one more time. There it goes. Tomb Raider. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Angelina Jolie was uh, we, she done Girl Interrupted and she done all this like kind of indie shit and she was kind of hot. It was like oh I saw this one movie with Angelina Jolie and she was really hot and then I saw this other movie where she was really talented. Then I saw this other movie where she was good at acting. I'd love to see her do all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tomb Raider was for you because she was a good actress. She actually wasn't bad in it. She's hot as fuck. There were girls that were like, "Yeah, I'm dyke. I'm done. I'm over with. I'm done with men." Look at that. When that came out, and then there was, of course, all of us video game guys. We're like those those polygon titties that we played in the '90s finally came to life. They really. I don't care what anybody says. When the polygon titties were real, it was another. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Lord. That's all I wanted in life. We got what we wanted. And she delivered, and she knew that's what it was. She was like, I'm gonna take these polygon titties. She and would just stand with her chest out. There was definitely points where the director was like, I need more chest, Angelina. And she was just like, I'll give you more chest than you can handle. <laughs> definitely. And then the guns and the robots and all the dinosaurs and whatever the fuck. Like it just what's that franchise missing? A good reboot. Yeah. That's all. Uh, we had the release of 13 Ghosts with Matthew Lillard. I saw it in theater. Yeah. I took one of my first girlfriends to the Oshawa Center Famous Players to see that. I remember getting on the bus on Park Road. That, oh, this is taking me back. <laughs> Damn. I remember waiting for the bus and being like, you remember when you were young and you didn't have a car? And if yeah. you were going to go to the movies with a girl, you had to be like, where do you live? And then she would tell you, like, I get on the bus at this stop. And you're like, okay. You had to make sure you got on the bus at the stop before her yeah. so that you could be like, hi, and bring her on like it was your car. Yeah. Like, hi, welcome to my car. It's not a car, it's a bus. <laughs> We're going to the movies, right? You remember that? Uh, yeah. I did that. I did that, bring her on. Then we went to see 13 Ghosts. And I was, like, trying to, like, rubber thigh, <laughs> the rubber thigh limit. Like, it's okay. Nothing to be scared of. And she's just like, go oh, calm down, bud. <laughs> now, 
Jason X came out this year, me being the Jason guy. When I saw it at first, I was like, this is fucking garbage. And then I and then afterwards I watched it again from a comedy aspect more than a horror aspect. And I was like, this is comedic yeah, gold. You look at things more like comedic instead of being like a horror. Yeah. It's definitely a better attitude. I mean horror, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I respect that. I actually because I was younger than you, I loved it from the beginning. Yeah. I almost feel envious that you weren't a little younger because it was if you were fourteen and you saw that movie, you were like, damn, this is good. <laughs> you really were you were This is some high quality entertainment. Look right at here. the what that knife looks so real. There's definitely that much blood when you cut off an arm, right? Fucking right. And then what is this? A school for ants? Zoolander came Dude, out this year. Uh hang on. Hang on one sec, Mark. Mark? Hang on. <laughs> that handle's so hot right now. Uh, so good. Mark, Mark Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes came out. I would argue that uh, people don't like that movie. I do. Fuck those people, right? That's a good movie. I don't care. It was an amazing reboot. But what was the? Do you know what the best? What was the best movie that came out that year? Do you have a? Uh, do you have a, a movie that came out that year that was like your number one? I'd probably say The Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. Fellowship was big. I, w I became, I'll be real, I wasn't a big Lord of the Rings fan until Two Towers came out, but I remember seeing Fellowship probably in 2002 when it was like kind of on video and going, okay, you win. But for me, it was Jet Li's The One. Oh, that was amazing. What the fuck happened this to was that the, genre? The, this was the first multiverse and killing himself. He was fighting himself. Universe. They, that was insane. When you look at the behind the scenes, he had like a guy who kind of looked like him and they were like fighting each other. And the, oh, so much work to direct. And, and in the uh, eyes of Jet Li, having to create different styles of martial arts to fight. Based like one, on your character. One oh. fights in a straight line. One fights circular. And it's like, that, that's. I'm not sure if you know, but the guy who trained Jet Li in 98 when he was doing The One and some of the other movies he's famous for. You know who that was? Nick. Gillard. Oh, yeah. You know what else Nick Gillard did? Directed and wrote every lightsaber battle in the prequels. Yeah. From 99 right through till the infamous Obi-Wan versus Anakin of 05. Yeah. He made those fights. He's the one that George sat down and said, here's the story of the fight. Here's the struggle between the characters. And he wrote the choreography for the fights. Yeah. Same guy that trained Jet Li how to make that movie. That's why it's so goddamn good. So, uh, the 90s version of Jamie Presley, or Jamie Presley, the 90s version of Margot Robbie, Jamie Mar Presley. Which, who, is that, oh, is that what we're calling her? Jamie, is it Jamie Lee Presley? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. So, no, it's actually just Jamie Presley, but there, there was the parody of uh, scary movies, but now it's not another teen movie where they make fun of all the teen movies. Oh, shit. And so, like, in Varsity... This was when they took the franchise and expanded it. Like, it, yeah. it was going to be just a... Ri a, a yeah, but it's no longer Keenan Ivory Waynes. Like, he just wrote the first two scary movies. And yeah, then, and then that, the that's what I mean. It became yeah. a franchise at this point because they were yeah. like, okay, instead of it being just a couple movies based on Scream, which is, well, all it was, let's make it a whole thing. You know, so yeah. that there was not another team. There's disaster movie. There's all these fucking movies. Date movie. Yeah, yeah. all of them. And I love that. They're yeah. bad, so, but it's nice to yeah. see some satirical. So uh, in Varsity Blues, Allie Larda comes out in a whipped cream bikini, and that is probably one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema history. And in not another teen movie, I gotta Chris, ask, can Chris, I ask you a personal question? Chris Evans parodied that by coming out in a whipped cream Cream Have you ever gotten a girl to actually come out in a whipped cream bikini with uh, for you? No. I I would recommend it. <laughs> I would recommend it. Little little whipped cream on the on the boobies. If you like whipped cream, 
Yeah, I'm, There's not, a, a, I'm not a whipped cream guy. So no? No. Do you like cheesecake? Works yeah. the same. Yeah. You just you honestly <laughs> scoop some cheesecake and just put them on them titties, put a little cheesecake right down the middle. It's good stuff, man. And I'm telling you, if you've got cheesecake on it, you got to lick a little harder because, you know, it doesn't come off the skin as easy as whipped cream. Just adds to the sensation for him. <laughs> Get that cheesecake going. Jeepers Creepers came out this year as well. This we were talking about how, although this franchise is a little, how do I say this? Um, well, the blasphemy. Only because the creator is the a The creator is a goddamn pedophile. Yeah. But they are scary movies. I don't care. That first one, bro. With a, first that, one's really good. That first one, I would argue, is one of the best horror movies ever made. Would you, would you work with me on that? <laughs> yes, for sure. All Although right. I don't know who would give this guy a license or register his plates, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Will Smith did uh, Ali as well. I, I'll give him credit for that. He, As much as I hate Will Smith because of all this controversy uh, recently and how he's... Remember we were talking about celebrities who are out of touch? If you had made it big when you were 20, would you have a fucking clue what's going on in the world? Yeah. He's on that list, so don't take anything Will says seriously. He's a dumb leftist celebrity piece of shit who's being used by... If you're a man who's been used by your wife and you judge other men based on it, he's definitely not yeah. a guy you want to deal with. But at this time, God amongst men, yeah. I would argue. Yeah. He was a God amongst men. Yeah. Steven Spielberg released AI. This is a, a very controversial movie. film. It, it's a very beautiful. This is the man that made us Jurassic Park, E.T., Jaws. What else was big that he'd done before that? I'm trying to think of stuff he had, had done at that point. Um, a lot, there's a lot. He's, he's a poltergeist. I can keep going. But this was, a very, this was the first thing Steven put out that people did not like. It made a lot of money, but there was a lot of critical... Because he had the kid from, uh, that little blonde kid from, I see dead people all the time. Wasn't that the same kid? Yeah, did, did yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was criticism because they, everyone thought that kid had kind of worn his welcome out in Hollywood and nobody really wanted to see him anymore. So he cast a kid that nobody wanted to see in a movie about AI in a world that didn't know what that was. If AI came out this year, it would be the best selling billion dollar movie of the year. Yeah. I fully believe that. At the time, it was too far ahead of its time. Yeah. Nobody could respect it. I love it. I think it's one of his best films yeah. ever, ever, ever fucking made. It's very intelligent. There's a lot of subtleties, but at the time, it was it was uh, it was met with critical critical reception. Guess this movie title. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is my N word. Oh, I don't know. If if I looked like Denzel Washington saying that, you get it right away. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Don't it. Like, I still don't like the movie. Who doesn't like that? Get out. Is that what was that? Uh, training day. Tra I was gonna say training day. Yeah. What you should have said was King Kong ain't got nothing on me. If you wanted <laughs> to make anybody know what you were talking about, <laughs> the King Kong line is. But that's a cool movie to talk about because when we talked about how Terry Crews got his start as uh, an actor. By just being like told by his friend, yo, you know Denzel's shooting a movie downtown, and he's like, yeah, yeah I got to work. And he's like, listen, you're going to call in sick to work, and you're going to go down to that fucking movie set, and you're going to watch Denzel work and learn something. And not only did he do that, 
But then they saw him and how built he was and said, hey, do you want to be in the movie? And that's how fucking Terry Crews got his start. <laughs> by being a brick shithouse that stood beside Denzel when he yelled those lines. Yeah. Downtown going, oh, y'all think you got, y'all think you know me, eh? Y'all, who wants to step up? Who wants? And then everybody just caps him all at once. Like, it's yeah. beautiful. I, yeah, that was a fantastic movie. Uh, we're going to speed through a couple here because we still got to get through games. So uh, I'm going to honorable mentions. Uh, Jurassic Park 3. The Animal. A Knight's Tale. Rob, Fast and Furious, the first one. Uh, Scary Movie 2. We the original Fast and Furious. Yeah. The very first one with... Uh, Paul Walker. And... Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. The first one. The one that people watch now and they think it's really bad. It wasn't. It was good. You yeah. guys just want movies where... Thought you had me. You didn't have your car. <laughs> <laughs> uh oceans 11 that was also big uh osmosis jones uh, oh chris rock and kid <laughs> rock was in that movie kid rock was in that movie original sin uh the others oh my god my phone screen just we got black hawk down as well and then donnie e darko yeah. yes evolution uh, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite comedies. Vanilla Fra Sky. F yes. Frailty. Seriously underrated movie. Uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Frailty is amazing. Check Bill it out. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Swordfish. Can't fuck with Halle Berry. Um, John Travolta. John Travolta. And Don Shaddle. One of Don Shaddle's very first movies. Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. And uh, From Hell with Johnny Depp. And of course, uh, Hannibal, which was the first Silence of the Lambs sequel with Julianne Moore replacing that other bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, though? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannibal, another yeah. fucking favorite. Uh, Rush Hour 2. Ooh, I really liked that one. I would argue one of the greatest movies of all time. How High. Method yeah. Man and Red Man. Yes! You know Shallow Hal. Oh, Shallow Hal's actually a really, really fucking good one. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Black Hawk Down. Absolute classic 2000. You know what? You know how when I, in the 90s, every now and then I say, bro, this is a golden year of movies? Yeah. This is another one. We're talking about Lord yeah. of the Rings, Black Hawk Down, like Swordfish. Like, does it get better? Like, these are classics. I Am Sam, the very first Dakota Fanning movie where she plays this fucking little kid. Yeah. Sean Penn plays a complete retard who apparently has rights to his kids. And Michelle Pfeiffer plays a lawyer who's going to get him his those rights. Yeah. What an amazing movie. Amazing. Fuck yeah. Also, The Animal. This was also a legendary year for video games. Behind Enemy Lines, the greatest World War II movie of all time. Jumping. I'm out. Okay. I'm Behind it, but that's a great one. Yeah. So you want to play video games in 2001? Yep, 2001. We had Halo Combat Evolved, was the just first gonna, Halo. This was the beginning of the end for me. Phenomenal. Grand Theft Auto 3, which was a Vice City, was the no Vice City came afterwards. I know, but I'm saying Grand Theft Auto 3 took on everything you love about Vice City started with three. Yeah, the maps. The same with same with San Andreas. Yes, 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 yes. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Everyone loved the first one in the 90s. This was like, this was Hodea Kojima, the guy we were talking about early, earlier this episode, confirming his place in, in Legacy of Video Games. Yeah. Conker's Bad Fur Day was probably one of the first uh, R-rated games to hit Nintendo 64. Silent Hill 2 was oh, a very yeah, big mass. one. The first one was big, very similar to Resident Evil or Mortal Kombat, but it was the second one that solidified it as the greatest franchise or one of the best games ever made. Yeah, Twisted Metal Black, Fantastic. also huge. Now, this was a big year for my boy, 
My little blue boy, my son, my home slice, my West Coast homie, Sonic Mega, the Mega motherfucking Hedgehog. Oh, okay. Mega Man had a good year too, but Sonic <laughs> was a real one. So Sega, belly up, Dreamcast failed. Things are not looking good. So what is the, what do they do? Sonic finally admits defeat and sells itself to other consoles. We yeah. get the first year in all of history that we see Sonic the Hedgehog on a what was that? Say. Uh, was that Sonic on a Nintendo console? Yeah, Sonic. Oh, my God. Sonic Adventure got released for the GameCube, but nobody cared because Sonic Adventure 2 was released for the GameCube, and there was that intro stage where you jump out of the plane on the skateboard or on the piece of the plane, and then you go down the giant, the hill in the city, and yeah. you play the Escape from the City. You know, and that whole song, <laughs> that, whole, that, that whole song, follow me. <laughs> We will escape from the city. That whole fucking song. And that was a huge part of a lot of people's childhood. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion was so amazing. So goddamn good. So amazing. Alien versus Predator 2 was a big game at the time. I, I would argue that it was probably the best Alien versus Predator game that was ever played. <laughs> also, Baldur's Gate 2. I know how we're all joking about And nobody's humping bears in that one. Baldur's Gate 3 is out now, and that's why everybody is making fun of South Park, and that's why Cartman's yeah. joking about it. But at in 2001, Baldur's Gate 2 came out. Devil May Cry came out this year as well. I was going to mention that one. That was a huge one. Uh, Capcom versus S. SNK and Mega Man X six yeah. was a big one. It was one of the another Harry Potter games. and the Philosopher's Stone. I remember playing this game with my sister's boyfriend and his cousin, and we were just making fun of Ron Weasley going, Beans, Harry! They're beans. Right? Because every time you picked up a bean, he said that. Every time, right? Yeah. This was the beginning of people getting voice actors to come in, but then not getting them to cut enough tracks that it was worth the game. So as you played any given game, you would just hear the same oh blah 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 blah. It's like every time I go through a door, I hear this goddamn voice. It's it's uh, this was the beginning of them realizing they needed to get their actors to cut fifty or sixty tracks and not three. Yeah. When they made games. Yeah. Uh, one of the first video games to include bullet time, Max Payne. Max Payne was fantastic. Yeah. Red Faction was massive for Red Faction for was being also. able to destroy every wall in the game. Mm-hmm. You had. You already mentioned... I think we're good. Mario Kart Super Circuit. Mario Kart was already an established franchise. This was just another great game in the franchise. I, I, I noticed anything else that we haven't mentioned outside of that core group is just uh, expansions on otherwise successful franchises. Very good games, definitely, but just the next level, the next step. Yeah. Nothing. A lot came out that year. Uh, Jackson Baxter was also another one that came out, right? You see Jackson back? That's a that's a Jack, great. Jack and Dax. Jack and Dax. Sorry, uh, that's a fucking uh, platforming game in the vein of uh, Banjo Kazooie, Sonic the Hedgehog, Super Mario Sunshine, all that kind of stuff. It's very similar to those games, yeah. and that was an amazing game as well. So it was it was was it a hell of a time to be alive? Yeah, I believe it was the PlayStation Two out two thousand. It came out right. When did the PS? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the PS2 was already out. I believe ninety percent of those games came out on two consoles. This was a a, 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 a transitionary period. A lot of those games had uh, N64 or PSX ports, but they were available for the PS2 or the GameCube. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. So it was a cool time to be alive. If so you at this time, my brother had the PS2. It was a buddy that talked me into getting Xbox, so I picked up an Xbox later after my brother had the PS2, so I got to play Oh, you already went GTA to the dark 3. side even that young. 
<laughs> wow. Even Anakin waited till he was married and lost everything, bro. You went early. You went before there was any reason yeah. to go. What do you mean any reason? Xbox Live, bitch. Gay. No. So dumb. No. <laughs> Dreamcast had a, a, a Xbox Live two years before that in 97. Yeah, it didn't really pan out. It did not pick up. Nobody yeah. cared. Xbox but they Live had it. Did. But they had it. You chose not to participate. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> If you had participated, maybe they wouldn't have failed so colossally. <laughs> I blame you. Well, I did have a Dreamcast. I told you that. So. You did, and I didn't, so you win. <laughs> I bow to the superior powers. Yeah. So some, something weird, uh, weird little fact. Well, actually, two small weird facts just before, the, just before we end. So there is a boxer on Ready to Rumble Boxing that's on Dreamcast that is actually voiced by Michael Jackson's real voice, not the high pitch. Hi, I'm Michael. The real voice is Michael Jackson's real voice, and it's a much lower voice. I've heard and I've seen a lot of videos. If you want to, we, we talk about this on the show a lot. I don't know if Mark believes this, but me and at least I am of the belief that uh, Michael Jackson never touched those kids. Michael Jackson tried to own the rights to his catalog, and then all of a sudden, the music industry and a lot of other famous, extremely powerful people painted him to be a child molester in an attempt to keep him from getting the rights to his music master so that he could make trillions of dollars. So it's not surprising to me. You know what I mean? Remember I told you about how Sonic in 1994, they wanted him to do the music for their game, but then yeah. all those allegations came out, so they had to drop it, and there was a lot of controversy. A lot of people were afraid to fuck with Michael. In 94, 95, 96, and 97. Yeah. So this was a, a few years. By 2001, people were starting to get comfortable with him again. Yeah. Okay, so Emmanuel Valdez was impersonating Michael Jackson on Ready to Rumble. I stand corrected. Oh. Uh, but a small random fact that, uh, I mean, this is just a random who cares fact. I found out what a pom-pom on a winter toque, where it originates from. It, Talk to me. It's uh, actually for uh, the the Navy. Uh, so sailors w wouldn't Could smack their heads off the ceilings. The pom-pom was just meant to like, boop, and so it's just stuck. Soften the, the blow. Yeah. I am going to tell everybody that. Whenever someone puts a show, you, do you know what? Hey, do you know what? Do you know why that's there? And they'll be like, why? And I'll be like, well. <laughs> I love useless information like this. All right, and that is the end of the show. That is the conclusion of our 101th. Is that how you say it? <laughs> 101st? That's how you say it. 101st episode of The Shot Pod. The beginning of season two. The beginning of a new era. Not really that new. We're going to keep to the same formula. We're going to talk about relevant events. We're going to talk about next episode will be episode 102. So it'll be talking about the year 2002. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep on all that bullshit. But we hope you hang out and be along for the ride with us because, man, it's been a good time so far. I think it's cool that we're a season in. Yeah. How many? What, what was the average? 13 episodes was the average that a podcast gets? Yeah. yeah. Something like that? Yeah. If, and if they're going to make it. So. And, and like I said, any person that's ever come up to me and Mark in the last month and said, I'm a per this percentage, I'm a top 20%, top 15%, top 30%, whatever the number is that you're throwing, like, we're rock hard when you say that. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. Come here, let me give you your... Give you a thank you. Yeah, you know? it's the, the end of the year. You you get your end of the year cap from yeah. uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever Amazon, you listen. Yeah, all that stuff. And we thank if you've if you're in our list. Like if it says you've been on the on the Shot Pod top list, like we love. Like thank you. Like, yeah. This is that's how it begins. People, you, me, Mark, 
We're building this. We're building this shit together. We're building an empire! Right? Well, Not the empire. Jesus. I was going to say. Jesus. Although Rebel Moon's coming out, and maybe that gives yeah. us a different idea. Maybe we're yeah, building maybe, the Imperium. Maybe, a little different? A little better? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have to thank every one of our listeners, especially for those, uh, again, who are mentioning they're in we're yeah, thank you for yelling at me in the middle cap. of the night that you love my podcast <laughs> i appreciate it even though you scared the shit out of me and made me think i was about to get gang raped <laughs> i'm glad that it was just how happy you were about our podcast good night www.theshotpod.com don't forget the zero <laughs>